You know what Irish music does, and I found this to be interesting, is get you pumped about Irish. I'm not Irish, but I hear an Irish song, I want to be Irish. It makes you want to look into it. I, I want to I see if I could find a way to maybe hang out with some more Irish people. Wear a St. Peter's necklace and, yeah. and check out Notre Dame on Wikipedia. Yeah, I want to have, I want to like <laughs> rock knuckles. They're red just because they're, I've used them so many times to do various Irish things. You know make, what I mean? Make potato soup. You what? think that Irish are just thugs? I feel that way, yes. Yeah. But the I also... The music can make you feel that, I guess. And uh, I'm, But it inspires me. The music inspires me. I, I say, go Irish. I'm not Irish. I say, go Irish. I hear the song. I it's don't a, do that with any other... It's an other Irish thing. muse. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Good job, Irish music. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole of you. Good job. Good game. Good game. Hi, y'all. This is Jappy. And I don't know if you know this or not. But this is the Off the Wall Podcast, Episode 3. All right, everybody, welcome out to Off the Wall Podcast. Appreciate you being here. I'm Stevie Reby. With me is Joe DeGenero. Hello, everyone. And Joshua Newfriel. How's it going? Today, we're going to hop into different topics. One, we're going to talk about the show Friday that we did. There was a two shows, one at NA, one at the Terrace Plaza. We're going to talk about the differences between home shows and away shows. Home being Terrace Plaza and away being anywhere that we're doing it. We're going to uh, talk about what's coming up this weekend, as well as Mark Wahlberg hangs out with our sick kid, uh, Nathan. Hey. And then we're going to get to your forum questions and suggestions. So, fellas, let's start by talking about what's happening this weekend in case anybody doesn't know already or needs a last-minute reminder. Uh, well, this weekend is the Off the Wall Comedy Weekend. <clears throat> we actually have two big shows lined up, one on Friday at our regular time slot at the Terrace Plaza Playhouse. Starts at 10.30, costs $5. We're actually going to redo St. Patrick's Day and do it the Off the Wall way. Wailing O'Shea's the are going to be there. Wailing O'Shea's will be in there, and uh, it's just a, a standard show, but it's going to be huge. We're expecting to sell out. Yeah, that's 5 bucks that night, that's Wailing five, O'Shea's, St. Patty's show. Yep. And then we got uh, prizes for the most green. Yeah, whoever wears the most green is going to win a pot of gold. Yeah. So they're going to win the prize that Alex Butler could have won had he, had he worn his, worn green, his green on the appropriate right day. Yeah. yeah. Last week, Alex Butler showed up to the workshop coated in green. Um, I don't know if you know Alex Butler, but he looked like the Unhulk. The like, Unhulk. <laughs> like, like the anti-Hulk. Like, like a really big guy goes, "Don't make me civilized." Yeah, 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 and then he goes and gets really small and turns yeah, green. Yeah, yeah. Or, or if, if you make him mad, he goes, "Hulk frustrated." Yeah. Or he turns into a big white American muscle head. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't make me calm. If I get calm, you wouldn't like me. Yeah, uh, his shirt rips off to reveal an affliction T-shirt <laughs> underneath it, and we know he yeah. means business. It's yeah, emo business. Hulk. Alex, brother, good job out of you too, by the way. Uh, I've heard you're growing a mustache recently, and I need to know the inspiration behind it, because a mustache to me says you got time to make sure it looks nice, and I would I want to know why. Why do you want to have nice groomed mustache? That's rough. It's rough to do. It's rough to pull off. It can be, absolutely. I don't know one person with a mustache, just. I have to mention this. Josh Goodwin wants me to grow a mustache. Yep, and we have decided that if you are the fans, we get 50 votes for Joe growing a mustache, Joe will grow a mustache and keep it there for a length of six months. I will start with a month. 
And if it's the best thing that's ever happened in my life, I'll keep it. 30 days, Joe will keep a mustache if 50 of you vote yes. So we'll get that set up on Where the... Where are they going to be voting? Yeah, well, well, you can vote on the forum or the Facebook page. We'll just kind of... You can drop votes off at the Friday show if you yeah, like. Yeah, But absolutely. please, no fake votes. No repeat voting. No repeat voting. Um, in fact, I'm going to have to pull out some authority on this. If I'm at the show Friday, which I, I hope I am... Should be. At halftime, I'll be running a vote for Joe's mustache... You'll have to come out and sign the paper in front of me. Oh, there you go. We need to make this really official. If you're gonna, if Joe has to follow rules, so do you, the voters. All right. So, so then, then maybe that's the only way we cast votes. Then Steve, at, Steve will have the the Joe right. Mustache petition. I'm on Joe Mustache. I don't see how this can fail. Sadly, I don't see how. This. <laughs> I think you're. I think you're growing a mustache, buddy. Well, as soon as Josh tells any of his friends, I mean, you already know. Well, how many Facebook friends do you have? That, that you see on a regular basis. Cause it's a good stat. Keep oh, I have, I have no idea about that. I, I think I have over a hundred Facebook friends, but my real friend circle is rather tight. Well, probably, I, probably 10 or so. I thought the same thing, but I just did the math. Minus six people on my Facebook that are friends that I don't see anymore, or haven't hung out with in a while. And then minus, uh, five family members. That leaves me 52 people. Oh, well, mine's, mine's going to be lower than that because my, a lot of my Facebook friends are friends from Florida, and I don't see them. Well, I'll I'll be putting out a blast on the Off the Wall Facebook page. Okay. We have, as of this morning, 890 fans on that. Boom, so, shakalaka. Oh, I've been saying 800 for a long time. I want to say 900. I've already yeah. been saying 900. I want to say 1,000. So yeah, if you I want to say 1,000. If you have a friend too. that's not a Facebook fan, uh, nudge them in our direction. Yeah, a little bit. I really want to say 1,000. If you can, show them a video first well, before it's, you it's make someone who comes fan. to the show and maybe just hasn't taken the yeah. time to join the, face, the Facebook I, I don't want the fake. I don't want the fake fans. I don't, I don't want the fake fans. No, I, I'd like it to be a real number. Yeah, sure. All right, so Friday night already, boom, we just filled you full of fun time. But wait, there's more. There's always more. We've got Saturday at Salt Rock, which is it's going to be Salt Rock's official grand opening. So it's a huge show we're putting together, two and a half hours. Um, it's going to be off the wall. Uh, we're doing two separate sets that night. It's going to be... The Gorgeous Hussies, where if you haven't seen the Gorgeous Hussies, you need to come out and check them out. They're local and they're blowing Man, up. Man, they're a great local band. Here's the thing. I saw Gorgeous Hussies a year and a half ago at uh, the comedy show you threw at Salt Rock when right. they were there. And I, I dug some of their tunes. Like I actually dug some of their tunes. And now, a year later, I've heard some new music from them and some other music that has been older to them but new to me. Okay. And I like them. I like their sound. I think they're, they're, they've got a really unique sound, and they do this thing called busking. I think is what they call it, where they they'll cover any song. Yeah, any song, right then. Yeah, so we're gonna try to tie them into some of that, and they've got some some different improv games they've been playing with us. We're gonna work out some of those on Saturday. But uh, if that's not enough, after we get over the high of forcing Joe to grow a mustache on Friday, come out Saturday, see the antics come down from Logan. Uh, they're an improv troupe that's been working with us for a while. Uh, we're gonna have stand-up comedy by Colin Williams, uh, a local stand-up, does a lot of touring, been around for a while, uh, voted second best in the state by City Weekly, mm-hmm. um, and also our very own Stevie Reeb is yeah, gonna be doing a stand-up yeah. set. I'm gonna do some stand-up, yeah. And I got a closing bit that's gonna kill it. So. Yes, and I've heard it, and I think it's phenomenal. I, it makes me laugh, and I, I promise you guys, I've been practicing now because. It's going to be that good that I need to practice it. So. Steve doesn't practice it anything. I do not practice. So that'll tell you how committed What are we talking about? Practice. Talking about practice. It's going to be a great time. That gives you, let's just do the math right now. Two improv troops, uh, two stand-ups, yep. two bands, two bands, two locations, two nights, two nights, and over just about four hours of comedy split up for your convenience 
and gives you something to do in this tough time right now, don't go see a movie for 10 bucks a person and you're going to spend 10 bucks in popcorn. Don't go do that. Don't go drop your money at a bar. Come, come see us. Come see a coffee bar. Get a delicious smoothie or a mocha latte chai tea thingy. <laughs> well, we've got the Friday show is $5. The Saturday show is $7. It's the bigger show. Or you can get a weekend pass for 10 bucks. And your last chance is coming up Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday of this week. We're going to have out at the Weber State Student Union. We'll have those tickets available. So last chance to out. get that dual package. Save the two bucks and buy yourself a mocha latte chai tea. Yeah. Our topic today is away shows versus home shows. And it's the reason, or the reason it's our topic is because this week that happened. We had a, an away show at the same time as our, as our home show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Home show ended up bringing in 166 people paid. It was like 169, so I'm calling it 180 total. Probably. We're going 180 total in, in the playhouse. Well, that's just paying. And there's, there are people that get in. Yeah. So, I mean, again, a massive pack show. Thanks for everybody who came out to that and supported us. Then we had the, NA show, that's Narcotics Anonymous. They had their annual fundraiser slash gala at the Ogden Marriott. Uh, this is something they do every year. Uh, we haven't been involved every year with it. Uh, I think the last time we did a show with them was two years ago. They skipped us last year, went with the stand-up comedian, regretted it, regretted wanted it. us back. They wanted us back. And and from what I understand from Calvin, they, they basically begged them to have us come back and, and not to be upset about the situation. So I'm flattered someone wants us uh, that bad that they would uh, they beg Calvin. Well, you know, Calvin was our inside guy with the NA people. Uh, he's done a great job managing that account, if, uh, if we're talking about it like that. Yeah, he's a client service right. Yeah, he's got a client. So he's a CSR in that situation. So good job there, Calvin. Uh, that show actually involved two actors that uh, have been friends with us, and, and Andrew Jensen and Troy Taylor from Toy Soup come down from salt lake they do shows in salt lake at moe's they have movies they got uh check them out on the internet toysoup.com or toysoup google it facebook it you'll find them and they brought some energy at the na show i we weren't me and joe were a part of the na show josh he was in the uh regular show he was with eb adam joshua goodman kyle benson aiden aiden and alex butler i think alex no i think caleb was in there Caleb, Caleb hosted. Caleb hosted. So, two really good casts at two separate shows. And yes. that's what draws this comparison here now. And just for a minute, I'd like to talk about Troy Taylor and Andrew Jensen. They're very talented, and they have a specific style of play, which is big, loud, and fast. And you need to keep up, or you won't be noticed on stage, or you'll just look weird on stage. They they play at 100 miles an hour. It feels like, if I was to use a basketball analogy, you're going to play some pickup ball, and you know your boy is going to play defense and play at 100 miles an hour, and you have to play basketball yeah, the best it. way, or else all your stuff's going to get rejected and you're not going to get the ball. You can't come into a scene with these guys unless you're coming into the scene and being as big as they are, if not bigger. And it can be intimidating to do improv like that, only because we've grown accustomed to at our home shows. Here's a comparison we can draw to them. We don't have to bring that energy night after night after night. Sometimes the audience doesn't want energy. Sometimes I've seen actors come on bringing that energy and it's not what the crowd wants. They're almost not turned off by it, but just, you know, get back to the other funny that we know. But on an away show, 
If you don't bring that energy, you will suffer the consequences. Yeah, you need to hook the away show because a lot of times they're unfamiliar with even what improv is. Oh, yeah. And they don't know who, who we are. Well, they were told comedians are coming. Yeah, so they think stand-up. Yeah, so we get in there on stage. Hey, give us a suggestion. We start doing a scene. I'm in, I'm in a bar. You can't be calm and cool like that. They will they will not like Oh, that. there's times at away shows I can remember where people said out loud, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. Hey, lady, <laughs> pay attention. That's give, what's going on Give here. us 10 seconds. Yeah, but come on. Troy and Andrew don't give anyone the chance no. for that. As soon as Troy was on stage, he was pantomiming, he was dancing, he was beatboxing, he was climbing over everyone, he was pratfalling, and instantly the audience was engaged. Yep, yep. It's, he was like a skinny Chris Farley is what he was. Well, it helps that he's made of latex. He is. It's weird. He's got the Jim Carrey he's, chromosome. He's very physical. and. In any of the classes I teach, if I'm talking about physicality, I, I use Troy him Taylor. as a reference. Yeah. Like, find video of Troy doing improv because that's your best option to see physical. My girlfriend Mel said the same thing about him when we got in the car. I said, what do you think of Andrew and Troy? And she said, Troy is really physical. He's very funny. And so, Troy, we don't need to toot your horn, but, you know, know that we are. Uh, Andrew is the same exact way, though. That guy brings even more energy and in a different direction than Troy takes it. That was the Friday show. What was the uh, chemistry like there? Um, actually, really great chemistry. Eb was in town, mm-hmm. um, and he's been gone for a while. He's going to school, so having him back was nice. He actually brought a new game with him that we played, job interview. Oh, really? Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's a three-person guessing game. So you've got uh, first you send out the two people who are going to be doing the interviewing, okay. and um, while there's one person in the room, you find out what they're interviewing for. Okay. So, so then he finds out he's interviewing for a certain position. Then he leaves. The other two come in, and they find out who he is. And oh. then, so everybody's guessing. Everybody's giving clues. Really fun game. Um, I want to play it now. Yeah, I heard it, was, it went over really well. It went over really well. I saw some uh, suggestions in the suggestion box from that night, and more than one person said job interview. Yeah, that right. was their favorite game. Yeah, so it was really nice. Game. Eb's good at that. When, typically, when Eb shows up, he brings, he something, brings something new. new. Connect the yeah. dots Eb brought to us. Um, yeah. Now job interview. There's been a lot of things that he he goes out on improv recon missions and brings back the best. Oh, he's the showman. That's that's the showman. <laughs> There's a new game you want to play as well that we didn't get the chance to play. The yeah, the the radio or the sports casting. Sports, sports casting. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to play. Got to play that. Too. I wanted to play it this last week, but with without you guys being there, I wanted to wait till you were back. Sure, so, sure. Probably this Friday. For- Hey, Friday, if that get, that's another reason to come out to the show. Yeah, we're new, games. new games. New games. People. Yeah, we're, we're loving it. Another thing we did, we played um, Newlywed. We got okay. the suggestion that uh, we wanted to see more Newlywed. We played it last week. I was quickly followed up with the suggestion that we should come up with new setups and questions for the Newlywed game, which reminded me that is why we shelved that in the first place, was to rework, to rework the setups because it is fairly I do I do remember Caleb saying there was a reason why we stopped playing it, and I can't remember at this point that's in time. That's what it was. We need it's just questions. the same game every time the characters change, but the, the game itself yeah, they, is pretty yeah. predictable. And so we're going to work on that. Here, how about this? OTWimprov.com, hit the forum up. If you have a question you think will work in the game, pitch it at us. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, any newlywed game suggestions in general? Yeah, give us give us any question you think that will work, that that will, that will be open and fun. As you as you know, we're, we're getting into feedback nowadays, and we're getting it. Yeah. So keep giving it, and we'll keep using it. Well, we have all kinds of avenues for feedback now. It's oh, awesome. sure. The sports awesome. sportscaster was actually an idea that came off the forum. Off the forum, yep. And it's going to be applied to the show. Uh, talking about this last Friday, this is the first time in a long time we've actually had the cast have to be split in, in, in a manner of since our 
uh, extended popularity. Yeah, I'm it's been, it's it been a while since a significant portion of our cast was not available. Yeah, and the, the people who weren't available was Calvin, you, me, and Derek Myler, which that's not a big part of the cast, but definitely it's a split in actors, mm-hmm. and, and, and we don't we haven't had to deal with that a lot lately. So it was interesting to see that both shows went over splendidly. I know at the NA show, can't get into details about it. It was a what we call a blue show, and blue show is a there's no family friendly tag on it. So we no objection rule. We can we can say and we're encouraged to say whatever we want. So if you're not offended easily, hit us up in person, and we'd be more than happy to share with you several anecdotes from the show <laughs> because they are funny. There were some They're funny, very ones. There were funny. Some I can ones. think of say the murder weapon for murder mystery, yeah. which yeah. I won't say. Very funny. Things and you I, never hear in Utah. Very, yes. very funny. The thing, I think it's important now to mention the difference between a blue show and a, a non-blue show or a regular family show. Just real briefly. Sure. I, I, sure. We don't have to go into a lot of detail. A blue show gives you the ability to not play behind that filter. And yep. so what it is, is when you're at our Friday show and you see the suggestion come out and we're hesitant to go up to the line to say what we need to say, instead we turn to our neighbor and say it, and then both people break up laughing. <laughs> that was a blue comment, something yeah. that we can't do at a family show, but we would have done in a blue show. Oh, look at that little FYI right there. Yeah, that's just a little, that's little a, insider info. That's it. That's a, a, a lot of image. A lot of the times, some of the funniest parts of the show are comments you didn't get to hear. Yeah, comments you don't get to hear. And there's no way that you'll ever be able to hear them, so... Just assume something funny is going on. That's what you can do. <laughs> well, it is funny. I know it's funny. It is. You funny. should know it's funny. It's funny. And there, but again, there's still that line where just because the show is blue, the, a gratuitous dirty joke or mm-hmm. or or indecent suggestion or setup doesn't necessarily equate to funny. Yeah, and you know, for a long time, people ask me when you do the show, do you cuss like you do outside of the show? And if you don't know me, I I cuss. Um, he's a heathen. I'm, I'm a heathen. You don't want, you don't want to want to make me meet your grandma who's lived in Iowa for the last 60 years. Unless you told him it was a show. Yeah. Unless you said we're going to see an improv show at the Terrace Plaza Playhouse. Cause I'll probably end up cussing. I'll probably say something a little offensive to someone of that age and origin. So when I do the show, I, I still to this day, I prefer a clean show over a dirty show. I do too. It's more challenging, I think. Yep. Um, we really have to up our game in order to maintain a quality show. And a clean show. Yeah. And if I can say something that will make a 14-year-old laugh and he'll understand it, and a 28-year-old will laugh and understand it, I just won double comedy style. I, I, I didn't have to, I didn't have to segregate between the two, and that's all natural, real comedy right there. Yeah, well, and you can do a clean show anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. Be. You yeah. can do, we've done clean shows in bars. It yeah. doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be dirty to be yeah. funny. Yeah. Considering where we were and what they were there for. Uh, we gave the people what they wanted. But yeah, a lot of times when we do like the NA show or the AA shows, things like that, they demand it. They demand it. So, which brings me to a real quick plug. Do you want Off the Wall to do a show for you? Do you have something coming up? Nothing sounds better to a boss or a person in position above you when you have a suggestion of something to help the company. Company party coming up. You're my boss. I tell you, hey, I know a place that uh, we can get comedy improv for cheap and good. We should have that at the company party. And... It's not going to upset anyone because we can do family friendly. Mm-hmm. Boom, and we don't need a lot of equipment or. We need open space and a and a crowd that's paying attention. That's all you need. And we do book shows. We'll do birthday parties, company parties, pool parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't never done one of those, but 
Me, I, me neither. I I'd would love, love to, to do a pool yeah, party. Yeah, do a pool party. The most unique one that stands out to me recently was during Christmas. We did one for Tinseltown, and we're paid in movie tickets, and that was that was great. Uh, we're like a pawn shop. We, we actually do trade. We actually did the show in the theater after hours. So we'll do trade. Uh, Callaway, if you're listening, please let us do a show for you. Go karts, mini golf. Perhaps you own a small business, and your small business does doilies or handkerchiefs. And we actually have a hire us link on our website, otwimprov.com. All right, so we did a little comparison about the way show. What's the final verdict? Let's give a final verdict here, Joe. What do you like? I like home shows way better, but I think away shows make me a better improv actor. All right, Josh. I too like the home show better. Mm-hmm. I, most teams like to play at home more than they like to play on the road. But yeah. I, I think that away shows are extremely valuable. It, yeah. it, it exposes us to a whole new market when we do that. And I think as long as the shows are quality, then we're good both ways. But preference, I would rather play at home. Yeah, I'll play at Terrace Plaza Playhouse any single day. Does not uh, say I won't do an away show. If you like that theory topic, let us know on otwimprov.com or hit us up on the Facebook page. Uh, we got some more show for you guys. Uh, coming up next, Mark Wahlberg's going to talk to Sick Nathan, and we're going to get to form questions in just a few, so stay around. Hey, how's everybody doing? It's me, Mark Wahlberg. You know me. I'm in movies, videos. I'm on TV. Well, did you know that I love doing charity work? That oftentimes I go hang out with kids? Let me show you right now. I'm at somebody's house. Who is it? Hey, it's me, Mark Wahlberg. Do you want to hang out? I think you should hang out with me. Oh, that, okay, yeah, I've, yeah, you're famous. That's right, I'm very famous. You should open the door. Hi, how you doing, little kid? That made me tired. You're six years old. We should throw some I football. I look six. I'm, I'm 14. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. So what should we do? I'm here to hang out with you. We can do whatever you want. We could eat spaghetti. We could watch TV. I could give you a knuckle sandwich. What do you want to do? I, you definitely shouldn't punch me. Why should I punch you? That would injure me. Oh, that's right. You're a sick kid. That's me, Mark Wahlberg, hanging out with a sick kid. That's yeah. right. I'm awesome. You are. You are awesome. Nathan, you're all right, too. So what do you want to do? Uh, how about we we can try throwing the ball? Okay. All right. All right. You want to throw a football? You want to throw a baseball? Should we throw a softball? Let's try a Nerf golf ball. You want to throw a Nerf golf ball? I can handle that. I can do that, too. All right. Why don't you go across the living room? All right, are you ready, Nathan? I'm ready. Here you go. <clears throat> ah. <sighs> All right, you got to put your hands up yeah. if you're going to catch the ball. I'm just going to kick it back to you. Don't kick it. If you kick it back, I'm going to have to return it on you. Like that one movie. Remember that movie I was in? Invincible. I was Vince from Philadelphia. Did you know that that was a w- play on words? Invincible? I didn't. I'm not invincible. No, you're not. And you didn't play for the Eagles. No. But I did. I have a wish to play for the Eagles. Oh, maybe I can make that happen. I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna... Here's the ball. All right, Maybe all right. that's the... Maybe we're done with that. Okay, so we're not playing ball anymore. So you admit that I won. 
You're better than me. At uh, that is right. Mark Wahlberg is the man. You're okay too, Nathan. So, what do you want to do now? We maybe, could... maybe we could talk about your upcoming film. I don't. I don't want to necessarily talk about me. I, this is about you. I heard you're gonna be in a buddy cop movie with Will Ferrell. Who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you that? Who told uh, you that, Nathan? You're looking at me real mean. Yeah. Who, who told you that? I don't like people talking about me. I heard that on TMZ. Why don't you close your ears? Do I talk about you, Nathan? It's funny you bring that up. From ages 9 to 10, my ears, they just didn't work. People tried to tell me they couldn't get it through, so they wrote it down. So you're telling me that you were, like, um, you you were a mute for some time? I was deaf. It turns out it was cancer wax. It was in my ears. Cancer had build up a pussy earwax. You know who doesn't have cancer? Mark Wahlberg. That's right. That's how awesome I am. Maybe we should go say hello to your mother. Is she here? I think she is. Mom, can you just yell mom? Do I got to do everything? I came over here to hang out with you. Mom! Come on, kid. Open up your lungs. Mom! I'm bleeding. That's that's disgusting. I can't believe you're doing that. I, I can't believe that you're bleeding. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm calling the EMTs and then the police. You bled on me. What's going on in here? Just me, Mark Wahlberg, hanging out with your son. Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, it's, Ma- it's Mark Wahlberg, Mom. Hi, how you doing, Mom? I'm better now. So you have a kid, right? Yeah. And he's really sick, right? Most of the time. That must really suck. I didn't think it was that big a deal. Well, you're pretty sick. Aren't you? Yeah, and I need a lot of attention. Yeah, so you go to the hospital a lot, don't you? Yeah. And you go there a lot too, huh, Ma? Well, he has to get there somehow. It sounds like you guys don't have a lot of time to do anything else. Well, in a year, I could drive myself. That is, if the state of Utah sees me fit to drive. Right now, they have a problem with my legally blindness and my weak hand strength. Let me give you some advice. Okay. You should just stay at home. See, I told you. But I want to live life and be famous. Well, we could just get you a bubble. You ever seen that movie, Boy in a Bubble? I was in there. I'm allergic to latex. Nathan, all you're proving is that you're not awesome. See, I told you. This is terrible. You know why I'm so awesome? Because I'm in movies. I'm on TV. I hang out with sick kids who are not awesome. The doctor tells me I'm totally awesome. That's so you don't die on his table. That's a fair point. That was a little harsh, Nathan. What should I do to be more awesome? How about not being sick anymore? Have you tried that? I have tried really hard not being sick. He doesn't apply himself. Trying is for losers. Do you think I tried to be invincible? Here's what I've tried to not be sick. I just tried holding my breath for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm Because that's something I can do. Mm -hmm. I can do that. Yeah. But that made the heart monitor beep. Yeah, so I can't do that. And then I tried skipping rope. And then I that tripped. was a catastrophe. I tripped, and I broke five teeth in my nose. Not to mention the coffee table. Nathan, all you're doing is minus and cool points. Why don't you tell me something about yourself that's cool? Okay. Create. Here, let me tell you a couple things that I'm cool for. Okay. I'm on movies. That's cool. I'm in TV. That's very cool. I'm on, I'm on famous people channels. I, I, I sat down with Larry King. Have you ever sat down with Larry King? No. Have you ever sat down with Larry King? I said no. 
Nathan, I'm asking you, have you sat down with Larry King? I haven't sat down with Larry King. Well, I have. Bottom line, Mark Wahlberg is cool. He hangs out with sick kids. He tries to make sick kids feel better. Do you, you feel better, Nathan? Yes, you do. I do. Yes, I, you do. I hope so, because this was your wish. Yeah, I come from Make-A-Wish Foundation. So I'm going to go back and tell him that you're happy. Great. And that your wish is good. I think I'll look back on this fondly. It doesn't matter what you think. It matters what I think. I'm going to probably use this in a movie. Okay. Okay, well, don't you have to be going? It's about time for my bath. They need to reverse osmosis the water because if I use hard water, it, I get eczema. I'm not good with medical jargon. I'm an actor. I get itchy, flaky skin that comes off in the bed sheets. You're like minus ten now. All right. Scoreboard, Mark Warburg, a hundred. Nathan, minus ten. Okay. All right, say goodbye to your mother for me. Goodbye, Mom. Bye. All right. That was me hanging out with a sick kid. I'm cool, ain't I? All right. We hope you guys enjoyed that. It was terribly hard for us to get that interview, the amount of paper and red tape that we had to go through just to be able to have rights to that. Yeah, and the CDC had to clear... Mark Wahlberg to be at the there. House. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, that was something that we started working on years ago. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you staying tuned with us. Now we're going to uh, fan time. Uh, we're going to answer some questions from the forum, and we're going to not hold back. Last week we answered questions exclusively from the suggestion box. Yeah, that was not the intent, but that was the ultimate uh, result. We had so many. We thought that it would just be, you know, a couple here, a couple, yeah, a couple there, but there. We, we've been blessed with a bunch, and we're going to get to them all. We have them all saved. Yep. But we figured we'd give the forum some love this time. Yeah. OTWimprov.com. Go there. Register. Register. The best part is, if you don't want people to know who you are and you want to remain uh, anonymous. Incognito. You can make up your own little name. You don't have to put a picture. If you want everybody to know who you are, put your name and put your picture, and you can start putting questions and your thoughts on the forum. So hit that place up, and uh, let's go to the very first question we have, Joe. Okay, it's from Tyler Taco. The question is, what is it like to be in front of a large crowd, and how do you overcome the shock of how big it is if there if there is any shock? Josh, you want to you wanna take this one? Um, I love being in front of a large crowd. Like, when I first started doing improv, I think it was probably the hardest part, though, was the intimidation factor. Here's this huge group of people that are expecting me to be funny but especially at our show our friday show it brings a lot of comfort because they're very forgiving and they 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 truly like what we're doing and so therefore it gives us a lot of latitude in in what we're doing on stage you know what's crazy uh, a little spin thought off that number one for we talked about last year being in front of people but at the same time we want we we're in front of a big crowd because we want that acceptance we want to be liked we put ourselves out there to be liked and that feels like a contradiction in itself to me. We're over the fear of public speaking. We're not afraid that people are going to look at us and go, what is that guy's problem? You know, I have a, a thought about that. And my my feeling on crowd size isn't exactly the size. When I see a big off-the-wall crowd now, whether it be 100, 150, 200, or sold out, that ups my excitement level, but not not really my nerves. For me, nervousness from a crowd is how well they know me or how well they are going to accept improv. 
So a crowd yeah, of 200 off-the-wall fans is not nearly as nerve-wracking as 20 halfway interested people at an away show. If they look at you like, who is this guy? And it's only 20 of them and they're eating dinner and they may... I'm very nervous before that show because the the potential for failure is is higher than it than it off the wall. But there's off the wall there's seven of us on stage. You only get a couple moments a night where you even get the opportunity to to stand out where you know people remember a line or two from you from an hour and a half. You're only in four games and a couple and a couple shared games. You may not talk that much. So it's diluted. Your presence is diluted there. But in, in an away show, there's fewer of you. They're not as accepting. The shared focus factor. The best way to deal with the shock, too, is to just involve yourself that much more into the show. Uh, if I'm nervous on stage, which only happens in small small doses, I've noticed. In the last, I'd say, three months, I've been nervous maybe at one or two shows. And that's usually because there's uh, specific people in the audience that I know are there. Or <laughs> I have something new I'm, I'm trying that night or a new attitude that I'm taking towards A new character? A new That'll character, make you nervous. Even a new way of, of, of trying to hold myself on stage. I know, I'm, I know I'm mentally trying to do that and it makes me nervous because what if they see that I'm trying it? What if it doesn't come off the way I want it to? And the only way to deal with the nervousness is get away from myself. Uh, don't be Steve Uribe who's nervous on stage anymore. I need to be uh, Frank Thomas who, no matter what, handles himself in the same way, whether he's in front yeah. of 50,000 people or Well, and I or teach nobody. that in the workshops, too, yeah. to, to help get over the stage fight, develop a stage character, which is pretty much just you, but without the part that, without the part that's, that's afraid. Scared. I never look at the audience. I never see the audience when I'm on stage performing. When Maybe when I'm sitting down in the back line, I'll look at the audience. But I'll I'll never I don't ever look into people's eyes when I'm playing. Hmm, yeah, I really don't either. So I, I don't see them. When I break the fourth wall, I do, or from the back of the row. If I'm if there's something funny going on, I'll look at a specific audience member or two to get that feeling of, are you kidding me right now? With now what's going on? Now I see in line games, it's like an automatic breaking of the fourth wall. But I don't even look at them when I no, play see, line I, games. I look ab- above the crowd. I sometimes do the that. Exit sign. I sometimes do that. If I know it's a good joke, oh, I love looking at somebody. If I know my joke's going to work, I have that feeling. I, I like finding one or two people that I, I look at during the, the delivery of the joke. But I, for the most part, I do the same thing. I look right above the middle row, about four feet. It looks like I'm looking at the back row, but I'm not. In the beginning, I was afraid of any crowd because sure. I was in the beginning. But once you get more experienced, you get over that. And then it's just up to the individual as far as what gets them nervous or what gets rid of the nervousness. Well, and nobody likes to be a nervous wreck. So you'll find that those that don't like to be nervous won't put themselves in the show as much. Like me, I want to be in every show every week because I'm not nervous. And you want to be a big part of every scene you're in. Yeah. You know, oh, come on, maybe. I'm not really feeling yeah. it. I want to be in the show. I want to give you the comedy. I want to give you the improv that you came to see. And I'm not nervous about that. But other actors that do have nervous problems, you don't see them nearly as much because they draw themselves away from that. So, yeah, uh, that's probably a good point. Good question, though, Tyler Taco. We appreciate that. We hope we answer it to your best uh, best ability. Uh, we got Kano on here, right, Kano? Yeah, and she has several. Let's go with the first one, which is uh, how do you handle awkward scene suggestions? And I think this is a good question because of last Friday, there was a murder mystery suggestion, and 
the, the place was Planned Parenthood. That is, at best, an awkward place for someone <laughs> to get murdered. Because when we hear a suggestion, whether it be a line game or a scene suggestion, we make our list. And when you're pantomiming, you're thinking of a list. And Planned Parenthood is tricky, to say the least. Yeah, I've already had the thought that you're talking about. Uh-huh. So, everybody did. Yeah. As soon as it came out, everybody had that same thought. Yeah, that's that's rough. The only... The best way to handle the, the, the rough, awkward situation. In fact, I don't have a best. I have the way I would do it, which is minimize the situation with a joke like, ah, we're not doing that. We're not touching that. And, and then move on. Yeah. There's the elephant in the room and then you recognize the elephant and then people can relieve that tension and then move on with you. But, uh, there's been some ways I've seen MCs handle it in the past. There's tons of ways. There's, there's the, you said that. Please don't say something like that again, which, Sounds rough at first, like, oh my gosh, the guy just told me not to talk anymore. But at the same time, you're in a public place, and this goes back to your mom and how to act in a public place. Just like you don't bang the forks on the table, because really, what is it hurting? You don't yell suggestions that are questionable. It also goes back to the first and only rule we have here is that it's a family Family show, show, and we hold you to that too. So. Saying Planned Parenthood isn't against the family rule, but it's on that line. It's on the line. It's on the line, definitely. Well, and and think about it played out, and that's probably why the suggestion was made, was because he saw it played out in his head and thought, oh, it's going to be so funny because they're not going to be able to use that to get it, so how are they going to get it without doing that? Yeah, and I heard Kyle did well with it. Kyle did fantastic with it. How did he? I don't even know how he got, would get around He just it. worked the words. He took. He went away from the situation, uh, went away from the actual place, and worked the words. And so he essentially married Eb, and then they planned on becoming parents. Ah, okay. did they get it at the yep. end? Okay, yep. well, terrific job, Kyle Benson. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Benson, big yeah, he, shout out, big things. He he bit the bullet on that one. All right, so Conwell, there's there's a question for you answered there. Um, the second one is: Do you find that there are players you have more chemistry on stage than others? Definitely, absolutely, definitely. Not to go into that too deep because it can be a touchy subject when talking about entities at an improv show. Everybody that I, I deal with on a day-to-day basis is my friend. If I know you and I talk to you, uh, I'll go stand at war with you. But definitely there's some uh, soldiers that have been in that war with me for a little bit longer that I flock to. Uh, obviously me and Joe, not going to go any much further into that, but besides, yes, there is chemistry. and uh, Well, it's just like any relationship, whether it's on yeah. stage or off. You have people, you have friends you hang out with that you have better chemistry with than others. It's the same thing on stage. Yep. But one of the things that we're able to do it off the wall is regardless of that, have chemistry. we're all able to yep. come together and put on a show. Because it's not about us as individuals so much yep. as it is about the show as a whole. Yep. It even gets into specifics, too, because you can say... I really like playing this game with this person. Yep, yep, so yep. you can have general chemistry and then individual chemistry. For example, Aiden and I love playing understudy with one another. Specifically, he likes being someone who comes in when I'm in that scene. I accept that. I take that as a compliment and say thank you. And I realize that in that instance, our chemistry is, is really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like I love playing film noir with Aiden and uh, Joe. One of my favorite ways to play it. I don't like to play every game with Aiden and Joe. I don't like to play film noir with everybody. But if I had my choice, I'd pick that. So definitely there is a chemistry. You, the audience, you can see it. Chemistry plays out. You can totally see it. 
And there's some nights where even three guys who aren't best friends for for life will have a great show because their chemistry that night is just clicking. Example, Josh Goodman, Calvin, and Liz spent all day at Lagoon and then played in a team that night, and they killed it. They yeah. were so much better than the other team. Killed it. Because they had been hanging out all day, and they were so comfortable with, with one another, and they, they just did so well that night. So chemistry does does happen. Uh, the great part of Off the Wall, though, is we have a small troop base, solid actors that have been doing improv together for a long time. So that chemistry, it's either full-blown or 15 sixteenths full of chemistry. So you never really see a deviation from how awesome we're all playing together because we have all been playing together for so long. And when changes are made, say a new person's in there, it's not a huge splash. You know, we don't have five new people out of six. We have one or two to, to maintain that chemistry level and to maintain that familiarity. Yeah. Well, not it's to, better for the show. Just a small comparison back at Quick Wits. Uh, I was doing Quick Wits for about two and a half years. And then John John Canchola, Josh Nufrio, Jeremy Van Leer, Angie Mackenheimer... I have to play a show with them this next weekend. Never met them, never talked to them further than, hi, my name's this, what's your name? And and we did a show together. And that happened a lot at QuickWits, a lot. You would just meet this new guy come down from Salt Lake, this new guy came from here, and you'd do a show. Off the Wall has the luxury of not having a situation like that. Justin Linder, Alex Butler, Liz Corona come from classes. They've associated themselves with us lightly. To, meet, to mildly to now we're doing shows with them and now they're starting to be with us in personal and, and and life events. That's all true and the lack of chemistry issues that we have now that's kind of a new thing for us because for a long time off the wall was just it was it ten was, actors. Yeah, it, it was just a hodgepodge solid. fleet of improvisers and it would be people from Salt Lake coming up all yeah. the time and we had people in and out all the time. There was yeah. no real chemistry. And to be honest with you, it's the the foundation of the chemistry or the formation of the chemistry that's really pushed us to the level we're at now. Yeah. You've seen the shows. I mean, it's fun. There's there's hardly ever an awkward moment and uh, it's it's 100% fun. So definitely there's chemistry uh, between actors. But does it necessarily ever dictate what we just decide or do no no it it just ends up what it ends up and then new chemistry is made if something wasn't there before you discover a a niche for a game well i haven't really played this with you in these roles and i found out that i really like that yeah and you don't know if you're gonna have chemistry with the person until you're in that situation it's like an arranged marriage the third question kano asks is if we have a preferred form which is long form versus short form and before we get into what we prefer we should probably talk about what is long form and what is short form? Uh, I, don't, I hate to say no because we're doing improv, but we do short form improv. We do short form improv. Off the wall is short form improv. We do the best style of short form improv, and we do a funny, funny show of short form so improv. So you're saying we shouldn't answer this? I, I believe we answer this question. If we wanted to be in a long form group, we'd be in a long form group. If we have to explain long form, then obviously short form is our favorite style. Connell must be a little bit more involved in improv to be able to know that there's a long form and a short form. She's in the antics. Yeah, she's one of the antics. Okay, so, Connell, if you want to get into an improv conversation about short form and long form, I say we do it. The only reason why I want to hold off on this, Joe, is because in the improv community, this discussion has caused rifts between groups, between people, between actors, between troops. I respect that. And, And I think the best thing to do is we put on a great short form show. If you have any other questions about more improv theory, 
we'd gladly answer those at any time for you. Except, except uh, this time. Except for now on the podcast. Okay. Uh, that, that's all great. Uh, moving on. Riley asks, what is the one thing you guys love most about doing improv? I'm anything I want to be. I've taught this in a class before and I, I, I try to stress it the most about improv and why it should never be hard to get up and do it. You get to be whatever you want to be. For most of my life, I've been a painter or, or a laborer. I don't have to do that on Friday night. I can be a superhero. I can be a cop. I can be. You can be anything. Puerto Rican. Just last, just last Friday, you were an unemployed Mexican. Unemployed Mexican. How big of a stretch? I mean, it's it's amazing that how, was all the things that you could do on stage, and I don't have to. I, I get to be whatever I want. I'm whatever I want. To be fair, he shot someone, which he's never done. So <laughs> yeah, that's great. The yeah. beauty, the beauty of improv is that we don't have a budget. We don't have a set. We don't. If we need something, we create it we, on it, the that spot. Is it. That is it. I yeah. need gas in my car. I got it. Improv I'm, is my therapy. It, it allows me to ex, to like explore options and that's to it. look at connections and relationships. And probably my favorite part is honestly the the friendships that I've developed through improv and the level of those friendships. Like you two, I'm extremely close with the two of you, and I I don't know that there's anybody that I know that I'm closer to that's not doing improv. Yeah, sure. There's a, ma- a certain amount of trust that we have. There's yeah. a certain amount of, of exposure. Like we have to really expose ourselves to each other as far as emotionally yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. and then support each other through that. And, and that develops something in a friendship that's really hard to Would, break and hard to find elsewhere. Just me and you, I'm just going off of you. I didn't meet you until improv. It was improv for the improv means. And mm-hmm. now, now I've, I've seen you get married, have kids. I've had kids. Uh, we've gone through moves, we've gone through jobs, we've yeah. gone through, but here we are in, in your home, which I'm always welcome. And, and that, that I do like that as well. Um, I, I got to kind of change my answer in retrospect. Besides the being <laughs> anything, it's the, the laughter. That's what I do comedy for. And if you know me personally, personally, you know that, uh, I try to make any situation light. I'm not a big serious heavy guy. I, yeah. I, I try to, I try to lighten whatever's going on. And, and try to bring that mood of, of awesomeness. Even if it's making fun of each other or making fun of you, uh, let's, let's be awesome and laugh because when you're laughing, nothing is affecting you. I've, I've always been the class clown and now I have a captive audience. Yeah, now I have a captive audience. And for one night, I can make 150 people not worry about their car payment that's due tomorrow or the insurance ticket that they got yesterday. All they're thinking is this is funny and I'm having a great time. And, and to me, that's that's what I like to do in life. Let's have what a about good time. you, Joe? Well, for me, it feels bigger and and more general than I can really put into words. Because when I was hanging out with Kyle in the army, Kyle Benson, he played Friday. We would we would talk to each other and in a group, and we would we would talk to each other and realize that people were listening to us. They weren't part of our conversation, but they were just listening to us and being entertained. And we would drive around and we would slip into scenes. I can still remember like we had this concept of there was more than one death, like, like the, the guy in the black robe and <laughs> yeah. the union, he was a member of oh, many deaths, many deaths. And they would talk about what'd you do today, Bob? And like the time clock or the water cooler. Oh, I got the, I got the bubonic plague. Oh, you've been busy as heck. Bob. <laughs> so we would just, we would do those scenes and they would end and we're like, that was funny. Whatever that was. And at first, we decided we want, we want to be morning DJs. We want our own morning radio show, and we want or, or afternoon drive time show. That didn't pan out. It's hard to break into the radio. 
but we discovered improv and it felt like we were able to fully complete our personalities. We were able to work out what we've had in our heads, characters, or or scenes, or just improv was a part of us. You were able to vent that. I still remember you guys' first two scenes at a class. You came to a class I was teaching at Yeah. You were a bear in your first scene. And it I was, was a tour guide. Oh, yeah, that's right. I had the bear, and you, you guys had a conversation, just a normal conversation. And then Kyle was a McDonald's worker with nuggety chicken. Nuggety chicken. Yeah, remember. it was a... Uh, you want... I was mad. I was a, a husband of a wife, and she wanted chicken nuggets, and then he he didn't serve it to her until I came in. Then he just said, "Oh, we got everything. We got chicken nuggets, nuggety chicken, McChicken, chicken in chicken, chicken fries, and uh, get her some chicken. Get her some nuggety chicken." I remember meeting you guys for the first time, and you guys were already top notch at improv. So when we well, thank you. So when we finished that, you know, we were congratulating. We were nervous because we wanted to be be good. That the Saturday classes the actors went to and we wanted to. I mean, we didn't have the goal of being on stage immediately, but we, we thought it was that possible. was it was us. Like this this is for us. And we wanted really bad to be good at it. And when we were, it felt good and it felt appropriate. So that's the best thing about being improv is realizing my full personality. That's, that's a that's tough good. question to answer. It is, it is tough. It has it has multiple multiple answers to it. It's like an onion. But I, I think I think overall comedy draws some therapeutic energy, and and that's why. I mean, even even in your worst day, your worst day you're having, you know, some comedy could lighten it, yep. but you don't feel like comedy that day. Yeah. But on a a simple sad day that you're having just kind of a rough time. Put on your favorite Office episode or your favorite funny old movie. Well, I watch Liar Liar. I watch that movie probably once every six months, just because it brings back happy feelings and happy times of watching the movie and laughing and not thinking about anything, anything except for what color the pin was. Yeah. So. Um, uh, okay, so I think we have comedy. time for one, for more? one more question. Okay. And it comes from Frodo Man 108, and the question is: He wants to know. Some stories about where our original characters come from, if we have any. Hmm. So hmm. not not impressions, but, but original, original characters. characters. And I know we all have at least one original character. Yeah, at least one. One of my first original characters. I don't. I, don't, I haven't done him for a long time. Uh, was uh, John Smith. I did that through the Quick Wits time. That was probably my most solid character, and it was just a uh, legal alien who uh, got himself a green card somehow but never had it on him and would slowly leak information about him not being American. Inspiration came from, you know, Ogden. <laughs> like, <laughs> so real just life. From, just from real life, yeah, just real life. Just that situation. Tommy the Turkey, that's kind of a uh, something off Tally. Uh, I like Tally the character from South Park. I thought a funny, inanimate object talking with a history, that sounds good. Wonder if I can come up with something that's not stealing it. That's my own, and uh, came up with Tommy the Turkey, genetic turkey that uh, was supposed to fight wars for the Ottoman Empire. And that's a way more backstory than Tally ever got. Yeah, so far. and and he decided he wasn't an evil turkey, and he wanted to help people, so he decided to sell rugs because that's what a turkey would do. Okay, what about you, Josh? I'm trying to think. I've been asked where Yoshi came from a lot, and I think I remember. I. Was it Quickwits or was it... It was Quickwits. He was just a mad Asian. Yeah. 
He's just mad. And that, that was what was so awesome about the character was people came to watch you rip on them as him. Because at the end, people would just want to ask you, this question's for Yoshi. This yeah. question's for Yoshi. And I remember at that time I was emceeing a lot. And I'd have to tell people, well, I'm going to open this question up to everybody. <laughs> but Yoshi, they, they want to hear your answer. And you were the, a mad, I want to say you own a knickknack store or like a dollar, everything a dollar store. You own some kind of, yes, yeah, so that's what it, it was an everything store. Anything you needed, you had it. One of the, I think one of the reasons why I, I went with Yoshi to begin with, why I, I chose the, uh, to do an Asian character was because at the time, almost every other stereotyped character was taken. Yeah. There was somebody in the troupe that was doing, you had your, your Mexican, Mexican character, and we had all these all different the characters already laid had. out. Yeah. And so I was looking for my niche, and I went with the Asian, and it stuck, and it worked. I had another character for a while, Robbie Rosenthal, that I used to do. He was just a little boy, a little Jewish oh, boy. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And he was a vampire one year. Yeah, I remember I, that. I had a lot of fun with him. And then I started playing at, at, at Off the Wall. And Timmy is and I can't. I, yeah, Timmy is the, the kid character. Uh, so I, I couldn't go it, it, they were very similar they were yeah. developed completely isolated from each other but they yeah. were very similar so um didn't want to go with that see and then I, I just want to talk about that real quick audience members a lot of times the reason why you don't see certain characters be played is because of that fear that we we're not trying to steal anything yeah we don't want the overlap of character archetypes yeah we don't want to we don't want to walk on anybody and and uh it's really rough because i'm starting to do hot rod hunley lately and i like it a lot but andrew noise has done hot rod it off the wall too he's got a rocking hot rod and yeah his i believe his is better than mine but sometimes the temptation is too much i've done hot rod off the wall i did them at the na show you know and it's not to still thunder but you know when you get when you find out you can do something, it's fun, and you do it. Just a quick note about Hot Rod at the Away Show. It was so good in the mic I was emceeing. It was so good in the mic that I wanted to just close my eyes because if I closed my eyes, I didn't see Steve, and all I heard was Hot Rod. It was pitch perfect. Nice. Uh, I, I, I'm, you're looking live on a Saturday night. Hot Rod Hunley coming to you. Utah Jazz playing the Chicago Bulls, baby. you got to love it. <laughs> I think it's good, too. <laughs> I think it's good too. I said this, the, the, his tagline that with a gentle push and a monarch, that cowhide glow hits home. And they all looked at me like I just made some up, some riddle. <laughs> like I just, like I, like oregano and eggs in the fridge makes the morning time shine. Like they just thought I made it up. And one person in the audience said, what? What do you mean, what? I want to see dueling hot rods. Oh, my God. As a, as a, uh, uh, expert slides. Oh, man. Just two hot rods. Two hot rods. How oh, baby. Oh, baby. That would be so <laughs> That would be awesome. Well, you know, hot rod might make an appearance in, uh, Saturday show. Saturday. Oh, yeah, look. A little more, little more icing on so, Saturday show. Joe, Joe, you got characters. Yes, I would like to talk about, I had a, I had a character in the beginning called Pastor Jones. I didn't really play him after Quickwits, but <laughs> do you remember Pastor Jones? Yeah, I do, man. Oh, <laughs> he, my God. He was a blind, corrupt preacher. <laughs> corrupt. He was corrupt. I don't even know if he was blind. Yeah, I don't think he was blind. I used to flex at you. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I, I would close my eyes. And I would I would flex at you. Uh, no, no bull crap. I would flex at you. like, and You never moved, and that's what I think that's what made the audience like it so much. Yeah, I would close my eyes, and... The inspiration from that was a Tool song. It's uh, off of their first album, which is an EP, and the song is Opiate. And it talks in first person of some religious figure about how you are broken now and I can heal you. Just do everything I tell you to. 
And there's some more adult lyrics there, but the, the theme was that not all religion is pure, and some religious figures will use the power of faith for evil. And I said, I want to be a character like that on stage. So that's where Pastor Jones came from. What about Nathan? Nathan came from Adam's hat. <laughs> I think this was an episode story. episode one, story. but I was uh, we were at a women's basketball game, and he has a ginormous head. It is so big. So I put on a fitted cap of his, and it just sunk down to my ears. I even had a beanie on, and it was too big. So I put it on, and I looked like a sick child. And I decided to do a sick child on stage. And one of my favorite things to do with Nathan is is respond to audience questions. I don't have to think at all because, and this goes to a good character, is a good character is a good filter for questions. You're totally immersed. Yes. So whenever someone asks anything, Nathan has an appropriate answer for that that somehow tells them he's really sick. You know what's funny is we used to, there used to be a debate about uh, using characters over and over again early in the Quickwits days. And uh, people used to argue whether or not it was okay to do a character over and over again. And I even got into it for a little bit and said, fine, I won't, I won't do John Smith anymore. And I went on a run where I've made up a character every single time. And it, I was scraping the bottom. There was the smartest guy from the second district of Delaware who spoke in rhymes and, and dead end similes. I did a, a projector guy that had a red dot on his head and you had to push the red dot for him to say the next slide. Uh, that is the bottom of the barrel. I did. Uh, I did uh, an Indian guy who was unemployed. Why didn't that guy have the red dot? That that's oh. where the <laughs> what Indians have red but, dots. No, but that's on that's where the that's, that's the progression. That's that's the progression. Okay. Of my thinking was I put a red dot and everybody thought I was going to be Indian. And then when I said, "Please press dot to continue," then everybody was like, "Oh, it's the yeah, it's the projector guy." guy. And then the next character came out. The next show, I think I used the an Indian who was unemployed. So. Uh, we do the characters over and over again because I think you, the audience, love them and like to see the reoccurring characters. There's a lot of strength in them, too. And it's like, still improv because you're coming up with responses to questions. We're not, we're not typically doing one of those characters in a scene as a crutch. Yeah. We're doing that because it's an excellent filter for bad advice. Yeah, and we get to or explore auditions. those characters. So we just tackled with all the forum questions, did we not? No, we're not even close, but we're out of time. And oh, we will get to them. Next week. Ah, or no, the we suggestions no, next week. Yeah, we're doing Whoop. suggestions next week. Come to the show this weekend. Last chance to be a part of the biggest improv weekend ever known to Utah men and women <laughs> and children this millennium. So come out. Okay. Uh, avenues of contact, otwimprov.com. Facebook. Facebook page directly and yeah. suggestion box at the show. Yep. And uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.